My brain is a muscle. I work it out every single day as the rest of God's children do as well. The best thing about this is we constantly, every single zeptosecond of every single day, feed the muscles within our brain. I feed my brain affirmations and confirmations from both myself, the world, and God, as we are all on God's paradise. This to say, when I think of something, I'm literally doing it. As the brain thinks mentally, it proceeds to use energy within the physical brain, thus the physical body. Thank God for all blessings. I'm truly allowed to let go of everything that I am holding on to, to God. The feeling is of true Zen. God's light shines as we live in our own light every single day. So I give God the glory. Thank you, God. God hears everything, so I let my soul sing eternally. The goodness of Jesus, thank you for all. God is not here to confuse, but to heal in God and the thoughts in which the world meditates. Live not in a past-time paradise, but a current one, as it helps shape an even greater one. Already God-blessed paradise. At the end of the day, it is still paradise, however I look at it, and that's the blessing of it all. Blessings in peace on another day in paradise, of course. Another day, another minute, another second, here we are all to say that we're here. So my mom, growing up as a kid, truthfully, I wasn't an avid book reader. Until I say around, I say really around now, I've really been catching myself reading a lot more books. Understanding that I had the same thought process when I was a child growing up, but it still remains the same. Like that's still within me, that thought process, but it's just more so in a way that I can shape my perspective to also shape what I want for myself. Having that independence and that responsibility. So, 
as a child, I used to look at book covers to really understand, like, all right, if this is the cover art for this book, then the book got to be good. And for the most part, that's really what caught my eye as a child. And even to this day, I truly still like looking at cover arts. That's why I'm actually a fan of albums. My parents are big time collectors of albums. We have a lot of albums within our home. And it's cool to see like how over time we've progressed to a more digital way of music compared to the albums, records, LPs, whatever you want to call them. My mom got a a multitude of different ways to encapsulate music and her culture, you feel me? Cultures really do change, but they emerge and immerse at the same time. So it's pretty cool to see. All this to say, like, in the actual cover art to the albums, these artists put a lot of work into that. Shout out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Because I was looking at one, I forget what the album is specifically called, but my mom, she got one of those box cassette tapes. I'm assuming that's what it's called. I'm only assuming here, you feel me? But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the cover art, and I'm like, yo, like, they really did their thing on this. So, shout out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. If y'all don't know who Earth, Wind, and Fire is, I ain't gonna be the one to say, you know, oh, uh, you know, you, you missing out. You ain't missing out. You're not missing out unless you want to miss out. They make good music. I'm definitely recommending it, but I'm not forcing you to do it in any way, shape, or form. My mindset is purely this. I can never force anyone to do anything, but knowing that understands a lot more than what it means in the sense that if I can't force you to do anything, it doesn't mean that I can't be the most positive influence that I possibly can be. So back to the idea about these books and reading a lot more. Judge, judging a book by its cover and its story is very, very important. And that goes for any aspect within your life. I know there was a time in my life where I, I didn't eat vegetables. I feel like every kid go through that one stage in their life where they really not trying to eat no type of vegetables. But I'm not going to lie. When I seen Popeye's eating his spinach, I was like, whoa. Hold on, he might have just did something. I, I didn't watch Popeyes too much, but definitely seeing that as a kid, it made me realize that maybe I was judging the vegetable for its look rather than its taste and not only its taste, but its benefits to my body. I feel like the best food, in my opinion, is the food that tastes good. Because everybody wants to have something that their taste buds are fully accustomed to in the sense that they're taking in all the senses for their taste buds, the smell of it, the look of it, and they can honestly say that this food tastes good. I feel like everybody wants that for themselves. Now, in reality, I can't put people in a box and say everybody because there may be somebody out there that like food that smell bad. Ain't me, though. So I'm going to just speak for myself, and I'm going to switch it up and say that I like to look at food and use all of my five senses to truly feel and thus embrace the moment when it comes to food i'm a huge avid food eater as much as i'm an avid book reader but again judging a book by its cover and its story is crucial crucial so i'm gonna let y'all take that for what it is and apply it to your life so the topic i hear today is simple patience is patience and a virtue is a virtue i'll repeat twice Patience is a patience. A virtue is a virtue. One more time for the people in the back. Patience 
is a patience. A virtue is a virtue. So growing up, I always was taught that patience is a virtue. And don't get me wrong. Growing up, that's a great mindset to be put in to understand that good things come to those who wait. Good things come to those who wait. Good things come to those who wait. So as I'm getting older, as I'm starting to see life in a different light, in the sense that not to say that life has changed, but now I understand that my mindset really does affect what goes on around me. For the better, for the good, for the worse, for the negative, for the balance, it, it really is levels to where your mind can take you. But if you think that your mind could take you somewhere, I'm going to be the one to say right now, imagine what God could do for you. Real talk. And what God has already done for you. So again, patience is patience. So with being patient, I understood that having the idea of time is perfect for our society. It's perfect. Like that value of time really goes to show what you need to do, what you aren't doing. And maybe what you're indulging in may be or may not be what you need. It may just be what you want. You feel me? So then going into the idea of a virtue. A virtue is a virtue. Virtues are, in my mind, a person's scale of life. Morality. I know, I remember being at Springfield College my freshman year in Massachusetts. I had a teacher. Her name was Professor Z. I'll never forget this lady a day in my life. Because I had her twice. I had my freshman year and I had her my sophomore year. I had a class intro to philosophy and I had an ethics class. Now, I'm not going to lie. My freshman year, I ain't paid not one bit of attention in that lady class. For real. She was a very lenient teacher in the fact that she allowed us to do exactly what we wanted to do for, for uh, far as work goals. So if I wanted to do a certain homework assignment this week and not do the other one the next week, then I could do that. But... Ultimately, if I didn't do any of the work, it would definitely showcase in my grades. If I did all the work, it would showcase in my grades. So she really gave us the power in the sense that if you do what you need to do, the results will already be there. Like, it's already within you. You feel me? Putting in that work, knowing that you're trying to strive for something, it made me really realize how much power we truly have. So within these classes, we always talked about moral values and what's the what's the ultimate good or wrong or bad or right when it comes to a situation and then in all honesty i'll be real with y'all it really does depend on the person i came across this quote by charles adams i'm not too familiar on what he does you know what he did do rest in peace charles adams I'm looking up now that he actually has passed away. Rest in peace, Charles Adams. Charles Adams, A-D-D-A-M-S. He's a cartoonist. Again, I don't know too much about his work, but that'll be a little something for you if you want to learn about him. But he had a quote. He said, normal is an illusion. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. Normal is an illusion. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. 
And that made me realize when it came down to morality and virtues, everybody's scale is going to be different, but it adds up to the earth scale. You feel me? Like everybody's playing their part in order to make sure that the scale is balanced out. You can't have one without the other. That's just how it goes. That's life for you. So all of this, going through school, both my colleges that I attended, Springfield College and Utica College, I came across a lot of professors. And Professor Z obviously being one of those professors for me, where I was able to really be in tune with what she was teaching. And I definitely am appreciative of the fact that I was able to meet this professor. Now, there's other professors, and I feel like if you've been to college, everybody has these professors. Well, they may be a little more strict, may be a little more in a way, how can I say it, in the best way possible. I guess there really is no really quote-unquote good way or bad way to put things. It's just a way of speaking. So in reality, these professors sometimes, you know, may not be for you. But then I realized, though, a lot of the times where we may be getting a lot of information and knowledge, there's a lot of wisdom that's attached to it as well because there's subconscious and conscious lessons that we learn within a lesson. I repeat, there are subconscious and conscious lessons that we learn within a lesson. So I'll put it to you like this, right? I think the biggest example for me would be when I was growing up as a child. I loved running. I was a big runner. Like, I loved to do anything that revolved around me running faster than you. Simple. I always had that mindset, and I still do. I feel like to this day, I raise anybody in the world. It don't matter who it is, I'll beat them. I'll beat them because I know regardless of the result, I gave it my all. A lot of the times we try to get to that finish line, not understanding that you got to at least get off the, what you call it, the starting line. You can't get to the finish if you ain't start. You feel me? So as I continued running around as a child, I had a teacher. His name was Mr. Brooks. Shout out to Mr. Brooks from Achievement First, the Achievement First system. I don't know what school he had now, though. But the school I was at was Achievement First East New York Middle School. We had a field day. We had a field day. And if you know about the field days as a kid, like, you outside all day. That's lit. You, you don't got to be nowhere else but in nature all day. You, you're not beating that one. So sure enough, they had this one event, of course, the 100-meter race. And everybody was lining up. Cause every I felt like in my mind, everybody knew I was the fastest. It just that's just my mindset. Like I always knew deep down that everybody wanted to face me because I was fast. That was my mindset, of course. I don't know what they were thinking, honestly, but that was my mindset towards this situation, you feel me? So we all lined up. And at the end of the race, I won. Of course. <laughs> I won. Of course. And um I remember Mr. Brooks actually somehow or some way getting in contact with my mom and she, he he said, Yo, your son run like a deer. That's what Mr. Brooks told my mom. He said, yo, son, run like a deer. And I ain't never hear that one before. Usually you hear a cheetah or something, but I heard a deer, and I, I ran with it. I was like, shoot, you don't hear too many people running around like deer. So, of course, my mom took that, and she put me in a, uh, 
a track program at Betty Head Park. Betty Head Park in Brooklyn. And I ran for them for about two to three years. And I remember running at Icon Stadium. If you're a track athlete, I think every track athlete knows Icon Stadium. That's just one of those places where a lot of famous people kind of come up when they're actually doing events, when they're trying to get their name out there. I feel like Icon Stadium is one of those well-known revenues where venues, my full venues, in the sense that, I mean, they're definitely getting their revenue too, but it's a venue, of course, where a lot of, a lot of well-known track athletes go, and they have a lot of competitions there. And I'm very blessed to say that I was able to run there twice, actually. The first time I wasn't... Actually, I've been there twice. The first time I wasn't able to run for whatever reason, but the second time I was able to. And during this process, I was running, so I was preparing for the meet. And I always ran with people like three to four years above me. So these kids were already, you know, naturally prepared now they're like filling out into their bodies and whatnot and i was the kid still just going off of pure talent it was a talent that i was blessed with at the time i still am of course and i thank god for that and i remember running with them and i pulled my hamstring and i remember that pain being so excruciating and feeling like wow like this is how fast something can be taken away from you you know and I was out for, like, two days, but I remember those two days being, like, everything to me. Like, yo, I'm done for. I never had gotten injured up until that point. But here's the thing, though. So throughout these track, you know, practices and whatnot, I was learning a lot of skill work. I was learning how to get my arm at a certain angle to catch the baton and all that. And mind you, again, I'm up like three to four years in age group. I'm like at least 11, 12 years old, running with people who are at least 15, 16 years old. If not, 17. Like, I was running with some pretty old people. I remember that. I remember them being pretty physically developed. And I remember being the skinniest one out there, but keeping up, which was crazy thinking about that now, of course. But on top of all these lessons of actually learning how to get into track form, I learned the lesson of, hard work, dedication, determination, and above all else, having fun. I was having a great time running faster than people. But you got people who are three to four years older than me. Of course, I'm running faster than them. I was like, you can't stop me. What are you talking about? But then here the lesson came when I got hurt. I was humbled very quickly. I was humbled very quickly to know that, look, like you may think you got it all, but when it's taken away, it's gone. You feel me? And it was gone for them two days, and I just remember being down and out bad. But then I learned the lesson above all lessons, and is that when you fall down, you got to get back up. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to get back up. You feel me? So on top of it all, I realized that wisdom is truly a spiritual food. Because if your spirit is fed, everything else will align perfectly. It's really your spirit that got to stay intact. Your spirit, your energy, your aura, whatever you want to call it, truthfully. That spirit within your body is truly holy. If you allow it to be. Feel me? That's why I'm a firm believer in Jesus. Of course, I was I was raised in a household like that. So to know that Jesus is on the world's side. If you allow him to be, of course. That's just how life goes. That's how life goes. The Holy Spirit is within us all. 
if we allow it to be. Truthfully, I do have that firm belief. Staying on that note of Jesus in the Bible, we're going to go into the Bible a little bit, actually. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 in the New King James Version. Again, I repeat, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 in the New King James Version. And it goes like this. There is one who scatters yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. There is one who scatters yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right. But leads to poverty. So I ask y'all this today. Are you a person that's willing to give first? Or are you a person willing to receive? And I'm going to be the person here to say that me personally, I'm both. Because I feel like if I give, I always will receive. And if I receive, in a way, I'm always giving too. Always that balance, reaction to action, action to reaction, just how it goes. But I think that verse within the Bible really does hold true to a lot of people. Understanding that there's enough good for everybody. And if I know there's enough good for everybody, and guess what? I'm going to smile just a little bit more. Smile just a little bit more. So the fun fact of the day is that today is Harlem. Globe Trotters Day. Shout out to the Harlem Globe Trotters. Any Harlem Globe Trotter. I wasn't really too much of a fan growing up. Not in the sense that I didn't appreciate their skills, but more so I wasn't really paying attention to what they do. But the fact that they got their own day, Harlem Globe Trotters Day on January. Today is the 8th. A Friday. A beautiful Friday at that. That's just enough to get you smiling right there. It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get it, man. It's a beautiful day. You got to smile. You have to smile just a little bit more. Got to. I tell you, I make a difference. It definitely make a difference. On top of it being Harlem Globe, try this day again. Blessings and peace to y'all. Keep doing y'all thing, for real. I don't know how everything's happening with COVID and whatnot, but I know y'all still getting to it, of course. So big shout-outs to y'all, for real. And also, I didn't even, like, there's a lot of days in the year that there's certain days that I celebrated, and I didn't even know that this was a thing. And shoot, I guess this is the perfect day for it, too, right now. It is I'm not going to take it anymore day. Today is I'm not going to take it anymore day. So I'm going to be the one to say, be firm in your beliefs. Oh, yes, sir. Be firm in your beliefs. And listen, if you got anything in your life that you feel that you can't take it anymore, today is the day. It says, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it anymore day. And that should be enough right there for you to smile too. So again, today, the topic at hand was simple. Patience is a patience. And a virtue is a virtue. Take it with a grain of salt and make it your own seasoning. Blessings, peace, positivity, abundance, and above all else, all love, all respect. Be easy, y'all.